0: Welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida True Crime Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Curtis. And this week we're going to talk about Florida's own BTK. You might remember the guy, Dennis Lynn Raider, the serial killer known as the BTK Killer. Between 1974 and 1991, Raider killed 10 people in Wichita and Park City, Kansas and sent taunting letters to police and newspapers describing the details of his crimes. I mean, what's really hilarious about the BTK killer? He asked police in a communication, can I communicate with you through a floppy disk and not be traced to a computer? Be honest, he writes. (laughs) He wants the police to be honest with him. So, he told police to place an ad in the Wichita Eagle, Rex, it will be okay. So, police put a message in the paper, Rex, it will be okay if you give us a floppy disk with all your information, you sick killer. Well, two weeks later, a disk arrived in a package sent to KSASTV. He believed the police. But what the police lied about and what dear old Dennis didn't know was that the floppy disk was encrypted with metadata police officer who was proficient in crime technology, used a forensic software program to call up deleted files and other hidden data that showed where and when the disk had been last modified, and it revealed the disk had been used on a computer at Wichita's Christ Lutheran Church by a user named Dennis. And when they looked at the church's website, they found a Dennis Raider listed as the president of the congregation. Now, that is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Finally, after locating his home address, they pulled up in his driveway and arrested Dennis Rader. The BTK killer was caught. Here is part of Dennis Rader's full confession in court. I must warn you, it's very disturbing.
1: First of all, Mr. Otero was strangled, or a bag put over his head and strangled. Then I thought he was going down, and I went over and strangled Mrs. Otero, and I thought she was down. Then I strangled... Uh, uh, Josephine, when she was down, and then I went over to Junior and put the bag on his head. After that, Mrs. Otero woke back up, and, uh, you know, she was pretty upset what's going on. So I came back and, uh, at that point in time, strangled her uh, for, a, for a death strangle at that time. With your hands or what? No, with a cord, with a, with a rope. and. Uh, then I, uh, I think at that point in time I redid Mr. Otero, put the bag over his head, uh, went over and then took Junior Oh, oh Before that, she asked me to uh, to, to uh, save her son, so I actually had taken the bag off, and then I was really upset at that point in time. So basically, when Mr. Otero was down, Mrs. Otero was down, I went ahead and, and uh, took uh, J- uh, Junior I put another bag over his head and took him to the other bedroom at that what, time. What did you do then? Uh, put a bag over his head, I put a, a cloth over his head, a t-shirt, and a bag so he couldn't tear a hole in it, and uh, he subsequently died from that. And then when I went back, uh, Josephine had woke back up. What did you do then? And I took her to the basement and eventually uh, hung her. Are you hung her in the basement? Yes, sir. Or did you do anything else at that time? Yes, I, uh, I had some sexual fantasies. But that was uh, after she was hung.
0: What a naive, dumb bunny. And a really awful person. So that's how they got him. But in this case, the victims were drugged, bound, tortured, and killed. The DBTK killer. And this is sort of like BTK with a twist, though. They were targeted because they were gay. Your first thought might be, oh, this is a hate crime, but no, these two guys, Stephen Lorenzo and Scott Schweikert, they actually lured men from gay nightclubs, kept them tied up in Lorenzo's home with the hopes of turning them into their own sex slaves. According to Schweikert, they drugged them with a date rape drug, tortured and killed them with an electric saw. Now, one of the two accused double murderers wants to plead no contest. In exchange for his life. But one victim's mom wants him dead. I only know I want him dead. Love her. So, Steven Lorenzo is one of the two alleged murderers. And he, this happened in 2003, and he still has not gone to trial. And now he's representing himself against two counts of first-degree murder In the deaths of two 26-year-old men, Michael Wacholtz and Jason Galehouse. So, in 2003, they were both murdered, and now Lorenzo is willing to plead no contest to the crimes in exchange for the death penalty being taken off the table.
1: His request for life over death.
0: Now, according to a 46-page handwritten motion, Lorenzo penned it himself because, you know, a fool for a client is a guy who's representing himself. (laughs) Wait a minute. Has a fool for a lawyer. Anyway, he's also representing himself in court, and here he is via video conference with an exasperated judge. I don't know right now because I don't know what I've
1: received. That's fine. I'm telling you, I don't have it.
0: That's Lorenzo telling the judge that key evidence that's huge is gone. He says it would exonerate him, and it has suddenly disappeared. He claims there's surveillance video from a Ross department store that shows one of the murder victims shopping after he was reported missing but now investigators can't find it. He argued to the judge that this is a death penalty case and you lost important evidence. It's incomplete.
1: No, That's the best I can tell you. I don't know what else to tell you. You know, he can't come in here and say, well, I don't understand something. That's why you have a lawyer.
0: The prosecutor denies that the video shows one of the murder victims. There was a mother holding out hope that her son was still alive and she believed that was her son in the video and now she has changed her position. He says that would not be the mother's testimony. Today, she's a grieving mother, and at the time, she was holding out hope that her kid was still alive. But despite all that, the Hillsborough County judge believes that the missing video is a bigger problem than he originally thought. So prosecutors say that Lorenzo is a serial rapist of gay men. And seven of Lorenzo's victims testified that they met him in Tampa gay bars and went home with him. And according to their testimony, when they woke up, they were naked, bound, and in pain. Lorenzo's attorney argued that the sex acts were consensual. But two of those nine victims in the rape case were murdered. Lorenzo allegedly met Swigert online and agreed to fulfill a fantasy of torturing and killing men. So, Swikart told federal agents that he and Lorenzo dismembered the body of Jason Galehouse, put the pieces in garbage bags, and scattered the trash bags throughout Tampa on December 19, 2003. The next night, he says Lorenzo and he allegedly drugged, raped, and killed Michael Walkholtz, who was also 26, wrapping him in a bedsheet and leaving him in his Jeep. And with the help of Schweikert's confession, police then found a cache of nearly a half million images on Lorenzo's computer, including photographs of Wacholtz's dead body taken at Lorenzo's house. Gale House's DNA was found in a pool of blood under the floor of Lorenzo's garage. So I really think that missing video is meaningless in this case. And once again, like BTK, this idiot put evidence on his computer. And now he thinks he's Barnaby Jones. Indeed, they say a man who represents himself has a fool for a client. Well, with God as my witness, I am that fool. Well, he's that fool. I mean, going up against this defendant who's representing himself should be like shooting fish in a barrel for the prosecutor, Justin Diaz. But this guy, this prosecutor, is seriously considering Lorenzo's wish to avoid death. But first, he wants to... Take time and talk with the victims' families about taking the death penalty off the table. As of this moment, we are still pursuing the death penalty. I can tell you that we do, in fact, have an, a scheduled
1: meeting in the relatively near future with the next of kin for both victims to talk with them as to their position.
0: I only know I want him dead. That's Jason's mom, Pam Williams, who probably won't sign off on taking the death penalty off the table.
2: I wanna see him get the death penalty. Nothing less, no deals, the death penalty. I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burnt to the ground. I want to go to the middle of the night I want to piss on his ass.
0: I mean, it would be like trying to convince Robert De Niro who was playing Al Capone that he didn't want Elliot Ness dead. But this mother's reason for wanting this guy dead is much more serious than a stolen shipment of booze. I mean, once you hear about what happened to her 26-year-old son who was gorgeous, by the way.
2: He was handsome. I mean, not just because he's my kid because he was. And he took all that away from him. He was all I had. And I miss him every day, and the the holidays is the worst
0: for me. I mean, hearing what you're about to hear from this mother's lips, you can understand why she is out for blood.
2: It's one thing when you tell your son was murdered, your son was in an accident, and he's dead, but to say that he's been cut up in pieces,
0: wrapped in garbage bags. That was audio from 10 Tampa Bay. That's where the murders went down in Tampa. Yeah, the kid was drugged. He was kept as a sex slave. Prosecutors say that Lorenzo lured Jason and Michael to his home in Seminole Heights back in 2003. There, the men were allegedly used as sex slaves. They were tortured and murdered. Detectives say the bodies were dismembered and thrown in dumpsters around town. And of course, Williams was able to listen to Swikert's chilling confession to police in which he told police that as the two men, he and Lorenzo, pulled away from the dumpster, they laughed. Mm. But get this, Swikert cut a deal with the state in order to dodge the death penalty. So, in exchange for getting life in prison, he testified against Lorenzo. So, if you really look at what's going on here, Lorenzo is pissed because his co-conspirator turned against him made a plea deal, and pounded the last nail in his coffin. And now he's asking the court, Lorenzo is, to basically grant him life in exchange for nothing. They don't need his no contest plea. You know, even a guilty plea is worthless because life for murder would be meaningless for this guy. It would do nothing because Lorenzo is already serving 200 years in prison for drug convictions. Both men have been convicted on federal drugging charges. Lorenzo is serving a 200-year prison sentence, but he has never faced murder charges. So, I feel if he doesn't get death, then he's not really been punished for the crime of double murder. Jason's mom, Pam, was at Swikert's sentencing, and she let him have it. She said, I hope you're satisfied, because I hope you rot in hell. Here's Pam in court dressing down Swikert.
2: I took my only life away from me. I don't even have a grave, a body, or a tombstone. I have the city dump with my son,
0: round up like hamburger meat in the dirt. And she says she's ready to do it again when Lorenzo goes to trial. Pam says, I'm like a bubble waiting to burst, and when I get in there, I'm going to bust. I only know I want him dead. Well, Lorenzo's trial date has been set for April. You're like, what, this happened in 2003 and we're in 2022? Yeah, well, Pam, Jason's mom, agrees.
2: I just don't know how much further they can take this. I mean, this has got to be the longest case in history of anybody.
0: And she has a message for her son.
2: I'm sorry you had to wait so long for this, but hopefully, you know,
0: you'll be at peace. I will keep you up to date if and when a plea deal is reached and they take the death penalty off the table, you'll hear from me first, let me tell you. Wow. And also, if this thing goes to trial in April, we'll cover it for you here on Full Rigger Podcast. So again, remember to download, subscribe, check out my Instagram page, Full Rigger Podcast. I'm going to have a picture of Jason Galehouse up there so you can see how handsome he was. Just a tragic story all the way around and... Florida is a death penalty state for a reason. That's all I'm saying. But you're like, wait a minute. You might notice I've changed my tune drastically 180 on the death penalty. When I started my Full Rigor podcast, I was totally against the death penalty. I didn't feel it was appropriate for one human being, the executioner to take the life of another human being that it was up to God. And that no matter what someone did, There's always a chance that you could make a mistake and kill an innocent person. But as I've done these podcasts and I have had to tell you about these absolutely repulsive, horrific crimes, I'm 100% behind the death penalty right now in cases where there is undeniable evidence. And this is a case where there's undeniable evidence. So, that's why I don't understand why there would be a plea deal. And I don't understand why the missing video would be a problem for this judge. So, that wraps up Full Rigor. Thanks for listening. Until next time.